0: great RPGs, in addition to card games and other fantastic things they offer, at blokegames.squarespace.com or at drivethroughrpg.com. Bloat Games. The worlds are fiction, but the fun is real. <laughs> Uphead than all hope, listeners, you're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff. With your host, Glenn Hallstrom you folks. Old Man Grognard here. Hope you're all doing well. Beautiful day today. It was, was kind of hazy. I don't know what was going on yesterday, but, you know, that's the way it goes sometimes. Anyway, still doing the thing, figuring things out. Got a game tonight. Oh, boy. And uh, what else we got going? Okay, I'm going to talk about uh, mysteries again. And what I'm going to talk about is kind of I don't know. I had some thoughts on it. What you have to do, because like I said, my philosophy is every game is a mystery because you're always trying to figure out what's going on. But if you're doing a proper mystery, it can get bogged down. Mysteries are kind of things you want to prep for, not something you want to do spur of the moment. And it doesn't have to be complicated either. It could be a simple mystery with, say... Couple suspects, two, three clues, things like that. And it's just a, it's, it, I don't want to say it's tricky, but it, but it's a little, it's a little, could be a little convoluted. What I like to do is figure out the mystery. Of course, you have to figure out the mystery beforehand. You're the, you're the GM. But how do you want, how, how buried do you want the mystery? That's what I'm saying. Because, you know, the, the 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 perpetrator isn't going to, say it's a murder mystery, the murderer isn't going to hand, you know, he's not gonna confess, he's not gonna make it easy for the player characters to figure out what's going on. But at the same time, you don't wanna make it impossible for your PCs to figure it out. So, clues and secrets. Sly Flourish is the, the Return of the Lazy Dungeon Master has a really good chapter on that. And my thing, and also I like to follow the three clue rule with anything, but especially Murder Mysteries, the Alexandrian outlined. And I want to give my players at least three clues for each situation, for each place they go. And what you have to do is find the common thread. Now, the clues, if they're paying attention, and you don't have to make this obvious, if they're paying attention... You give them clues that have, and they all have one thing in common. Now, if there's a timeline to the whole thing, even better. Timelines are kind of, to me, they're kind of hard to to deal with because, you know, you got to figure out who did what, when, where. But if you can get a simple timeline going of what happened and what happened before the murder or whatever mystery it is, then you have a better way of laying out the clues and helping them solve it. So, what you have to do with the clues is look through your clues for what you have. Look at your timeline. Look at your clues and decide what's a common thread with all these clues. And it doesn't have to be a direct common thread either. But it should have, and it could have like two or three threads, but if they... Coincide with the timeline, the simple timeline you worked out, all the better, and that way, you know, you can you can help the PCs. uh, My my thing is try to make the mystery in such a way, or that the PCs have to do minimal amount of rolling, like like say investigation rolls or intelligence rolls or things like that, uh, perception, whatever. I mean, yeah. There's going to be like perception roll. When you walk into rooms, there's a room, says, uh, roll perception on the bed. Oh well, there's a note under the pillow, type of thing. No, no, that that I'm not talking about that. But it, you got to do some. Got to do it in the way where you don't just hand it to them. You know, you want them to work at it a little. But at the same time, you want them to be. It, you want it say. You want to say it's right there, guys. And worse comes to worse, I'll give you a role. But at the same time, I want you to look at the clues and what do they have in common. And then try and solve it from there. Sherlock Holmes said, of course, I'm paraphrasing here, but take away everything, everything that's not pl- possible. And whatever's left, no matter how impra- pl- implausible, must be the truth. And that's the way it goes here. Like I said, I've always said art is a taking away. So are mysteries. Get rid of everything that can't be applied to it. And then what you have left is what's going on. Now there could be a, you know, I know player characters can come up with their own conclusions. And sometimes they can go off in the wrong direction or come to an erroneous conclusion and follow that. Now you have two choices. Either let them follow it and it becomes a red herring. Or... You try and rework your clues to beforehand to say, okay, is there any way they could misinterpret this? I'm not saying they're not, but you've got... Here, here's the thing with jamming. Okay, you never know what the players are going to do. You can guess. You can come up with scenarios. But the point is, you're not trying to come up with every single thing the players are going to come up with in your head. But what you're trying to do is cut down the odds. Okay, they do this thing, I got three other things they may do, how do I compensate for it, or five things or whatever. And then they'll come up with, you you come up with five things, they'll come up with the sixth thing, that's when you improvise and roll with it. But you have cut down the odds. So you have some work ahead of you, but not as much as if you didn't even, you know, you had no, you had no clue what was going on you it, second guessing people is really hard but that's part of the game master's job at least part of you know just uh like i said you can't you can't predict what and all the what the players are going to do but you can make an educated guess and try and maybe hit it and if they, if they come to a decision or a clue that works for you, then go with it. If they come up with something you had no idea right out of left field, I do one of two things. Either ignore it and give them a roll or something like that or saying you're on the wrong track or, you know, just let them follow it to their own detriment or I roll with that if it sounds better. If it sounds better, I will roll with it. And for mysteries, clues are important but you have to, first of all, you have to know your players. And that way you lay out the clues the way you think they're going to respond. And like I said, if they don't respond that way, that's when you're, that's what they pay you for if they paid you. And that's, that's the way you do it, really. Mysteries don't have to be hard, but they do have to be a bit thought out. So, anyway. That's what I'm going to leave you with. I'm going to go start my day. So if you guys want to talk to me about this or anything else, oldmangrognar gmail.com. Or if you want to drop me a voicemail on Anchor, I'd love that. We are monetized. So as little as 99 cents a month, you two can help support this program. And I would thank you. Thanks again to Jonathan, Oliver, Gilbert, Juan Carlos, Daniel, Dan, Benjamin, Jason, John Allen, and Michael. Thank you, guys. And don't forget to listen to Dan Greggs, the Young Y-U-N-G, Young Grognard Podcast, Mark C. Wallring's The Yawning Albear Podcast, Big John Allen Large's The Red Dice Diaries, and my friend Eric Tenkar's Tavern Chat. So, until I see you folks next time, keep the dice warm and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Questions? Comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air.